And I'll say this, even with the four preseason games, that first game of the regular season is kind of a shit show. <laughs> it's like they don't know what they're doing. Hello and welcome to episode 61. I'm Luke Winstall. This is the Luke Winstall Show. Today I'm joined by NFL outside linebacker Josh Martin. Martin came into the league as an undrafted free agent out of Columbia in 2013. In his career, he's played for the Chiefs, Buccaneers, Colts, the New York Jets for four years, and most recently, the New Orleans Saints in 2019. On today's podcast, Josh discussed his journey to the NFL, the new collective bargaining agreement, why it's bad for the players, and what it means for the NFL. We'll go ahead and dive into the interview. Josh, my first question for you. Can you describe your journey to the NFL as an undrafted free agent from a school like Columbia that's not known for football, having to pave your way onto an NFL roster? I ended up going undrafted. They called the last name of the draft. Within 30 minutes, I received a call from Andy Reid saying that the Chiefs were interested in signing me. Uh, It was between the Chiefs and the Texans at the time, and I chose the Chiefs because they had two incredible outside linebackers in Tom Bahali and Justin Houston, so I knew it would be a great opportunity for me to learn from people who had had success at a high level, you know, all pro, global, top dudes. So I went to Kansas City, and I was there for rookie minicamp, and I remember my first snap that I took was against the first overall pick in the NFL draft, Eric Fisher, the 2013 draft. And after going against him, you know, obviously Eric Fisher is a good tackle. Uh, He's made it to a Pro Bowl or two at this point in his career, and I held my own. And that's when I knew that I had a real chance to make something of this football thing. When I was there, I was already signed to an NFL contract. But, you know, it's nice to have that confidence booster when everything is so foreign. You know, you're in a different city. uh, You're not sleeping in your own bed. uh, You're living out of a suitcase. There's a lot of uncertainty so when you're able to build any sort of confidence, it's always a win. Then fast forward, I was with Kansas City a couple years. First year, half the year on practice squad, half the year on the active roster. Played my first playoff game and the historic loss to the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck. That was a miserable game, man. We were up four touchdowns and ended up giving them the game. You know, my career is kind of taking a tailspin, right? I've been on four teams in the span of a few months. And all I could think of, hey, man, I need to maximize this pension. <laughs> I need to get my credit <laughs> in season so I can get my 401k match and uh, you know, try to get as much cash as I could. So I ended up signing with the Jets. That was late 2015. That was Todd Bowles first year. Jets were star-studded. Josh, you played your first two years in the NFL in Kansas City in front of a fantastic home crowd at Arrowhead. Kansas City's known for having one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL When you played there in October of 2013, the Kansas City fans actually set a record with 137.6 decibels as the loudest home crowd in NFL history. What's your favorite stadium to play in in the NFL? Oh, it's Arrowhead. I haven't had a chance to play at CenturyLink in uh, Seattle. I have played at Lambeau. Lambeau was a lot of fun, and that was just a preseason game. I haven't played a regular season game there, but it was packed. It reminded me of a soccer game with how organized their chants were. Like, the wave was on point, the chants were on point. It was a rocking, fun place to play, even for a preseason game. So Lambeau was really cool, just for the historical element. But I don't I don't see many stadiums matching what Arrowhead brings to the table. 
Definitely. Well, I'm wondering, as an undrafted guy, you have to prove yourself, and generally the preseason games give you the opportunity to do that. Would you be a proponent of cutting down the NFL preseason? Do you like that kind of thing or not? I understand the value for players that are undrafted. I'm no longer undrafted. <laughs> I mean, I am, I am undrafted, but I'm also going into my eighth year in the NFL. Correct, yeah. Uh, and I was hurt last preseason on some nonsense play that I, was, I messed up on the play, so that sucked too. They take so much time, man. They, they add, they're adding this game. They're adding playoffs. They're already cutting into the off season. This is professional football. You only get so many chances. You have to perform when you have to perform. I think, if anything, it, it may make the training camp experience more competitive, right? Because you have such a short amount of time to prove what you have. You know, so you have to bring your A game every day. And you know that those days are numbered. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, younger players, bubble players, players like myself at this point, aren't really getting after it earlier on. Yeah, I look at things like in college football, I'm sure that when you played at Columbia, you had that one game, kind of spring game, or that preseason type of game. I know you have bigger schools like Power 5 schools, maybe your Alabamas and UGAs of the world will take a kind of a cupcake game is game one or game two, but I don't know if you need four to ease into your season in the NFL. So I was curious from your perspective, would you want it to be like a two game schedule or a one game or three? And I would say this, even with the four preseason games, that first game of the regular season, it's kind of a shit show. (laughs) These guys, you get, you get a lot of new guys that haven't played in regular season games before. A lot of rookies. It's like, they don't know what they're doing. You're going to have to, it, it takes time to ease into the, not ease, you know, you can't ease into the season because every game is important, but you do learn and you get better as the season progresses. You get more comfortable as the season progresses. And ideally, your best football doesn't come until later in the season anyway. Well, we've got this new CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement, in the NFL. I've asked some players broadly, what do you think about it? For you, I want to take it kind of point by point on a couple of things. First off, 17-game regular season schedule from a player's perspective, especially someone who's had injuries like you, are you for it or are you against it? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm against I'm against that one, man. Yeah, I understand. So why did that part end up passing with the 17 games? Any insight there? Uh, why did that get passed? Uh, I mean, you know, the players voted on it. I don't believe that the NFLPA is as well organized as it could be. Obviously, I say that as uh, a member of the NFLPA and someone who has not actively participated beyond paying my dues and going to the occasional meeting at the team facilities. There was a lot of disorganization. The the vote was rushed to me. I don't think people were really able to consider what that means, not only for themselves, but for future players, what that means. And obviously, the minimum salaries went up. Uh, This was a point that I made in the comments earlier this year it's like when you take into consideration the amount that the minimum salary goes up over the duration of the new cba like salaries are essentially stagnant for a decade that's no point though man when you consider inflation and cost of living you don't see a significant raise over 11 years i've heard a lot of Athletes, NFL players come out and they seem a little more unhappy than happy with the new agreement. But as a player, what are you happy about that's in there that you guys have gotten through with the NFLPA? 
I mean, I believe they've expanded some of the former player benefits. And, you know, you can't be upset with the minimum increase, right? Uh, I've been a minimum player majority of my career, um, so it's nice to be able to have that. That also increased the uh, pension contribution max, I believe. So that's always uh, great. And then they've also increased the tuition reimbursement. I think it was $20,000 a year. I believe it's now $25,000 a year. So that's that's significant, but they've obviously done the numbers. How many people take advantage of that tuition reimbursement? Like, are, are they actually going to have to spend that money? That's an important question to ask. So there's there's some good things, right? We got more stuff. I just don't think we got enough for what we had to give in terms of that 17th game, the shorter off season. Man, they they rolled back the permanent disability total permanent disability coverage by like 80 percent. Hmm if I'm not mistaken, which is huge. It's basically you're you're lowering your insurance coverage, (laughs) right, in a game that carries a lot of risk to your personal health. I'm wondering for a guy like you, you mentioned earlier in the show that you've had some concussions. In terms of the mental health and physical health, in terms of anything that could happen with your brain and the scientific studies that have come out, how should the NFL be helping the players with things like that? Are they doing enough? What are your thoughts there? I mean, my understanding, they're putting a lot of money towards research. There's also a lot that isn't known. Everyone that plays football does not get CTE. My understanding is that there's no true direct correlation between football and CTE. Okay. Obviously, there's head trauma in, as it relates to football. But the science is it, it's very inexact, man. And if, if you, I don't know if you've had a concussion recently before, going and being evaluated for a concussion, you're healed from a concussion when you say you're healed from a concussion, not because of any particular test. There's no scan, there's no blood that they can draw to say that, okay, you're good to go, you can play. It's entirely subjective. It's yeah. almost comical. Yeah, that is interesting because I know the concussion protocol has been a point of emphasis for the NFL and people around it's, it's the NFL. I've taken it multiple times. I passed the concussion protocol. Uh, it's just it's, it's all about how you feel, and that's 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 probably the worst thing you you want to go through as a player, right? Because you want to get back on the field, but you want to make sure that you're not going to re-injure yourself. You want to make sure that you're doing the best for your long-term health, and it's ultimately your 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 career, your life is in your hands. That's how it is, man. You're responsible for yourself, so. Uh, I take the responsibility for the times I've gone back in and played and re-injured myself. That's just how the game works. But there's no, it's not like a torn ligament or a broken bone. They don't have that type of information available. They don't have those tests developed. And who's to say when they will? Josh, that's all the questions I had. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm going to drop my info. Yeah, <laughs> please do. And follow it along. Uh, I'm Josh Bart 95 on all platforms, social media platforms. Also, joshbart95.com. Check out the website. Let me know what you think. Uh, leave some feedback. Looking forward to getting the newsletter started here pretty soon. So we'll have some exclusive drops for anyone that is willing to sign up for the newsletter and follow along on the journey. Hopefully, we can all make a difference while working together. Thank you again to Josh for taking the time to come on the podcast and to his representative, Jake Miller, for helping to set everything up. On the next episode of the show, I talk with four-star class of 2020 Ohio State basketball signee Eugene Brown. 
Eugene played high school ball at Southwest DeKalb, where he was incredibly successful, led his team to a multitude of playoff wins, and is looking to do the same at Ohio State. In that interview, Brown talks about what he's looking forward to most about playing at Ohio State, his expectations, and what fans should look for from him in his first year in college. That concludes this episode of the podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. This is The Luke Winstall Show.